0: The experience of synchronicity, as coincidences without causation, as commonly understood, yet having meaning to those involved, is well known to clinicians and those who explore unconscious processes. Anecdotal evidence concerning anomalous experience in therapeutic work in dynamic psychotherapy has gained interest and even some acceptance in recent years. For example, psychoanalyst Elizabeth Lloyd Mayer, in a recent book, describes how she and psychologist Carol Gilligan ran a surprisingly popular series of discussion groups at the biannual meetings of the American Psychoanalytic Association. These groups were oversubscribed despite their having made attendance contingent on submitting a written account of an apparently anomalous experience, personal or clinical. The groups teamed with impeccably credentialed professionals eager to tell stories, They normally didn't feel safe enough to divulge. Many of the anecdotes recorded are from quite well-known clinicians and analysts. However, Mayer only makes passing reference to Jung, and no reference to synchronicity is made. This is an avoidance based on politics rather than knowledge, as she had previously published reflections on synchronicity in the Journal of Analytical Psychology, JAP, as well as delivering a lecture that included some discussion of synchronicity at the 2003 JAP Conference, Science and the Symbolic World, held in Charleston, South Carolina. As we will see, Jung was obviously many years ahead of his time in terms of what clinicians were willing to reveal about such experiences. His courage in pioneering these studies deserves broader recognition and serious study. Jung did provide some paradigmatic clinical experiences about synchronicity. His most famous example was of a young woman whose analysis was in a bit of impasse based on her resistance to the notion of unconscious process, until she had a dream that included a golden scarab as a piece of jewelry. In discussing the dream, Jung was alerted to a tapping sound at his window, which he opened. He caught a rose chafer, a scarab beetle, that he gave to the woman, apparently breaking through her resistance. However, Jung was not content to collect anecdotes. He was a consummate theoretician who saw in these curious phenomena a window into understanding nature and the psyche in a new way. In this first chapter, we will explore his thought on this idea. Beginning with the term itself, synchronicity, how did Jung define and understand this most complicated idea? What material in his background did the notion connect with? What aspects of his training and experience were significant? How did it evolve over time in Jung's thinking, and what were some of the influences on this? A goal is to better understand why Jung felt the need to write his essays on the subject. As we progress through the material, we will also look at what a contemporary view might be and of what relevance the concept might be. Starting with the historical records in Jung's writings and lectures as we now have them, The first reference to the idea of synchronicity occurs on 28 November, 1928, in Jung's seminars on dreams published in Dream Analysis. Here, he is discussing coincidences associated with dream imagery, specifically of a bull and bullfighting. In a previous class, this had been a topic of discussion in exploring amplifications based on a patient's dream, which, however, was on a different subject. During that class, there was a presentation by one of the seminar participants, Dr. Shaw, of a relevant dream from the night before the initial discussion, but directly on the amplificatory topic. Meanwhile, the patient had, during this time, inexplicably produced drawings of a bull's head with the solar disk between the horns. In addition, Jung had received a letter in the mail from a friend in Mexico who had just been to a bullfight. The letter was posted about the time of the class, when the topic was first broached. In response to the clustering of these events, Jung speaks of the dream as a living thing, but notes it would be a mistake to consider them as causal. Events don't come about because of dreams. That would be absurd. We can never demonstrate that. They just happen with a sort of irrational regularity. This same year, 1928, Jung's interest in the Orient intensified. He had received The Secret of the Golden Flower from his friend and colleague, the sinologist and translator of the I Ching, Richard Wilhelm, this year.